Secretary General, Mr. Gwede Mantasha. Very good afternoon to you, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I know you've um, gone over some of the more salient points of uh, the outcome of that meeting. But for the benefit of our listeners, let me start by saying, so uh, you did mention that this was a unanimous decision in the sense that there was consensus within the NEC uh, that uh, President Jacob Zuma should not be asked to step down. But I'd like to ask this question. Those who raised the motion, did they explain on what basis it was made? No, no, let me first of correct the word consensus versus unanimous. Consensus is a product of persuasion where the outcome is something I can live with. Even if I don't only agree with, but I can live with the outcome. And that's why we call it a consensus, because after three days of persuading each other, we came to that point. And that means even those who put the motion on the table accepted the outcome that it is indeed proper to commit ourselves into working for the unity of the AMC rather than continuing sniping the teachers that dividing ourselves, being in grouping that fight and confront each other. Mm. I'd imagine in that process of convincing each other, of having that robust debate, then reasons were put on the table for and against. What was the reason that the motion was raised to begin with? You must remember that when we came out of the election, we did an analysis. We came up with 15 points, which actually contributed to the decline. One of what we did, negative narratives towards the president. And that issue has been discussed in passing all the time. This time, because of this call, uh, it became an issue that we focused on, spent time sufficient and allowed everybody to talk to, to actually interrogate it. Whether people raise they feel or they raise is that affects one, we allowed people to express their views in the meeting of the AMC. Mm. Were you, though, are you able to share with us what, uh, apart from some of the issues that you've raised, because in the press briefing you said specifically that President Jacob Zuma is not to blame for the results of the ANC in the local government elections and that it's got nothing to do with the individual or Nkandla. What were the reasons put forward for no. why they thought he we should didn't, step we didn't down? Say, we didn't say that. We said you can't put the whole blame for the decline of local government on one member of the leadership team. And whether there are negative views about Ghana or negative views about the Concord outcome or there are negative views about the State of Capture report, those issues contribute to the views towards the ANC. But we must also accept the fact that there are many other issues, including manipulation of that selection process, which switches off a number of people at local level. That is where local government is contested. When people decide to stay at home because they think that the candidate who is now standing is not their number one, it's number three. There are not all those issues. We will diagnose 15 of them or working on them. That's why if you go to our statement, you will see that we are 
We're giving some account in brief of the work that we're already doing in the number of areas. What were the reasons that were put forth for raising a motion of no confidence in President Jacob Zuma, Mr. Matashi? There was no motion of no confidence. There was a call on the president to step aside. And I'm making this distinction to people because mm. a motion of no confidence is a simple motion which is read to the meeting and then there's a vote on that issue. In that meeting, there was no vote because there was no motion. There was an issue raised in the course of discussion, mm. supported by a number of people in that meeting, and many of the issues that are raised are things that are already in the public domain, that I'm talking about, whether it is Ghana, whether it is Concord, a number of things that are in the public domain. These issues are impacting on the image of the movement in a negative way. That's why we think that uh, they, they become an end point to attack in the Afghanistan. But in the discussion, we also alluded to the fact that whether we can have another president, a test on that president will not stop because it is not about this individual, it's about the Afghanistan. Many of the people spoke there reminded ourselves of the attacks that were directed at President Beatty in President Mandela. They said, it is not about those individual presidents. It is about attacking the ALC, delegitimizing it, weakening it, and ultimately dislodge it from power. Now, when we talk about the reputational damage done to the ANC, you said yourself that it was a very uncomfortable conversation. Going forward, um, do you believe that you've been able to convince people that this is a president that will not only see his term through, but will carry the ANC until the next elective conference? No. We can't say that because on, in 2017, that's what many generalists do not say in their analysis. There is an elective conference of the Afghanistan Congress. That is a year from now. Now, in that elective conference, we elect a new leadership that will lead the ANC into the next election. So do you think you've been able to convince people that President Jacob Zuma is a president that will lead the ANC and the country? Not only we're speaking about the elective conference, which is to elect the president of the ANC, but obviously the yes. president of the country. The question is, do you think you've been able to convince people? What do you should always appreciate is that in the ANC, we regard the party as the strategic center of power. Uh, what happens in government is derived from the party. Now we are a majority, that government is executing policies of the ANC. Once we elect a leadership in December 2017, there will be a strategic center of power led by the new president of the ANC. So uh, the question of convincing people is what we do in, in campaigning. And our view is that we will not wait until the campaign is open. We are already engaging a number of sectors. That's why, if you read the other items there, having met the veterans of the ANC, we have agreed now to have a number of activities, first of all, in veterans conference involving those veterans. Two is an assembly of the various uh, 
a detachment of Mkonde Wesizu. And thirdly, is to have two days of our policy conference in June, where we will look into the health of the organization, broadening a little bit of the delegation beyond just members of the All of those efforts are directed at reconnecting with society. In the report that went to the NSC, we report about interaction with business, the rating agencies, meeting with the churches, meeting with the foundation. That work is ongoing because we must continue communicating with society. Okay. We can't wait for the campaign. Just a final question, Mr. Mantashu. Do you, in your introspection, have a sense of a belief that uh, this call for President Jacob Zuma to step down may have been bruising for the party? Internally. No, introspection is not an event. It's a process it should be ongoing. This was what but one point of that introspection. But introspection on its own doesn't bring solutions. What is important is actions that follow the introspection. That's why I'm saying we're already having a program of reaching out to people, sectors of society. That is what will make the difference. The introspection will diagnose the problem. It will tell us where we committed mistakes, but what are we going to do with them? All right. Thank you so much for speaking to us. The Secretary General of the African National Congress, Squared Mantash, we're now on the line to Professor Der Kotzer, who's been listening. He's a professor of political studies at UNISA. So you've been listening to part of that conversation uh, with uh, Mr. Mantash. The final question I was asking him was whether or not this call for President Jacob Zuma is uh, bruising for the party while it does its introspection. Because um, like it or not, when somebody raises a question like that, he says it was a robust debate, it clearly means that some may have been hurt or bruised by this call. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think what we've seen in the past three days at the NEC meeting is an, really an extended and a very elaborate discussion or debate. We will possibly hear about the details much more later on. But the fact that it, it lasted for so long is already an indication of the intensity um, of, of this debate. Um, the fact that it is also happening at the level of the NEC I think it's highly significant. Um, in the past, it was normally done in, in other structures of the ANC, but um, the NEC, as we've seen in the case of President Tabeki, is ultimately the highest decision-making body in, in between national uh, conferences. Um, so this was a, a, a forum where such type of decisions could have been made uh, about President Zuma. Um, I think what we've also seen is that the significance of this is that the NDC is not as coherent as President Zuma thought in the past it has been, and that it is his main uh, constituency or his power base in the ANC, together with the fact that ministers have taken the lead now, which means that effectively there's also a type of internal rebellion within the cabinet. So all the different sort of fora or spheres where decision-making can take place within either the ANC or the government is to a large extent now involved in this Mm. situation. But couldn't the reverse also be true, that there is some level of coherence within the NEC, the fact that, as the Secretary General said, that they've had a robust debate, but they were able to arrive at a consensus that, no, President Jacob Zuma should not step down? 
Well, see, that, that is the uncertain factor. It's exactly how they reach that decision. Um, is it that uh, the, the pro-Zuma group have convinced the others that uh, that their position is the correct one or the one that must prevail? Is there basically a stalemate in the situation that none of the two con- can could come to an agreement to say that the other side is the is the dominant view? Um, and so, from that point of view, there's because there no there no voting took place, or no no formal decision was taken, but as it is stated, and a consensus emerged, does not give us really a good indication of what was the internal process and to what extent, what is the nature of the of the current situation, uh, whether it is in a sense walking away from the issue because they did not want to, in the end to take a final decision about it. And I think over time we are going to see what is really the implications of this. Some other aspects about, for example, the role of the veterans, that is much clearer. But with respect to this one, for example, does it mean now that uh, those ministers who were uh, speaking on behalf of uh, the, the motion or the, the proposal or the suggestion made by Minister Barry Karnakum, is the expectation that they actually should be done now because they are in almost in conflict with... Just on that now. question, uh, Professor Kotsa, my final question being this, now that there is what you imply an uneasy truth, has the ANC emerged out of the stronger or weaker? I think for President Zuma specifically, it, 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 it has certainly weakened his position. Um, the call from the uh, Secretary General is that for for unity and concentrating on what he called ideological clarity amongst the membership and to concentrate on that and not on leaders and individuals and possible candidates. But I think that the process has developed so far that it is almost impossible to turn it around. One can think about the, the, the announcements on reading made, for example, by Kusati um, or by the U.S. League in Kuala Natal and other places where they are very explicit about the their nominations or their preferences in terms of candidates. And I think it's impossible for the ANC or the leadership of the ANC to turn that around. Thank you so much for speaking to us, uh, Professor Kotze, Professor Professor Der Kotze is a professor of political.